This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk Podcast. Uh, we're here after a very, very entertaining one-on draw with Salford City. Uh, it was so good that Jamie fell asleep halfway through. So hopefully the podcast can be a little bit more entertaining. We've got a lot to talk about despite there being no transfers. And yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, I've got three fantastic lads with me today. Uh, first of all, Jamie Page. How are you, pal? Yeah, I'm good. About Yeah, I miss about 10 minutes, I think. So I had a bit, bit of a power nap um during the first half so you'll have to not ask me questions about that 10 minute period if, if you may <laughs> i'll definitely try my best uh and we've got adam titley how are you adam i'm good mate um had to watch the highlights to catch up uh unfortunately <laughs> missed the game but i'm sure i'll be able to talk about a few things anyway good man good man we're not usually honest about that here so uh it's good on you good on you and uh, last but certainly not least is callum bucock how are you pal I'm all good. I actually only caught it because of a Twitter notification. I forgot it was an 11 o'clock kickoff English time. So that's the only reason I've got some common uh, common information coming into this. <laughs> yeah, not defeated by the time zones this week, which is good, which is very good. Uh, before we get on to Salford, there's a couple of things we want to talk about uh, very, very quickly. Um, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, Jason Knight's obviously officially gone. Kane Wilson's officially come in. Um Wilson looks to be a really good signing. We saw a little bit about him, so we can talk about that. Um, but Jamie, I mean, what's your reaction to the transfers? Yeah, I think we knew night was off, didn't we? We knew it was going to happen um, and, and not surprised to, to see it happen in the end. Surprised it's, it was Bristol City in the end, if I'm, if I'm brutally honest. I know that um, I think uh, and a couple of other teams were mentioned and the last I heard, I think Ipswich were having a go. So, yeah, I'm... I'm Glad he didn't go there, in all honesty. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see what happens to him. I know he scored um, on his official debut, um, friendly debut. So, um, that was that was interesting because he couldn't seem to put the ball in the back of the net for us. Um, but, yeah, it, it was time for him to move on. I wish him all the best. Uh, and I think, like you said there, I'm sure we'll talk a bit about Kane Wilson, but looks like a player that wants to get his career back on track. And he's got a lot of key components um, of his game that, that will really, I, I think, attract Paul Warren. And 
on that, I absolutely loved what Paul Warren said to to him when he met him. Not only the woo that he's he needs to, uh, I think, um, get a, uh, a certification for the Paul Paul Warren Warren the Paul Warren woo. <laughs> You're right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's because I'm, I'm yeah I'm hearing the background noise and then I, on the side of my screen I can see Jake going. <laughs> Is that me? Uh, but yeah, he's, he's a Paul Warren kind of player, and I absolutely love that uh, Paul Warren said, thanks for trusting us with your career. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm loving Paul Warren at the moment. Yeah, it does seem like a match made in heaven so far, doesn't it? And yeah, for listeners, you've got a bit of a behind the scenes there. Um, we've got some <laughs> nice reverberation coming from Adam's mic, but it'll be all right. It'll be fine. Um, Adam, I mean, Jason Knight, you know, we, we spoke about it last week. We love him as a guy. He probably wasn't the best player for his last season, but he's a top bloke and he'll definitely be missed behind the scenes. And Kane Wilson comes in. He comes in with a really strong CV. It seems to be a good swap, doesn't it? I think one player out that's going to do well for Bristol City, I think everybody knows. I was a big Jason Knight advocate. It went down well when I compared him to Will Hughes on Twitter the other day. Uh, everybody seemed to love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Kane Wilson looks a great player. Uh, excelled in League Two for Forest Green. Um, if I'm correct, like 14 odd assists or something from yeah. right wing back. Um, so a top talent. I think it's a good deal for both sides. Um, and hopefully Kane Wilson can stay injury free and, and we get the best out of him. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you're right. Um, and he did struggle with injury at the start of last season. Uh, and Callum, I guess, does that concern you a little bit? You know, we brought a player in. You made a couple of comments about, you know, he might not look completely match sharp yet. Um, does it worry you that, you know, he spent a long time on the sidelines. He's really struggled with fitness for a while. Do you think he can get back to his best? I think he will eventually. He's got the makings of it and you see glimpses of it. Um, I think uh, for him, it will just might be a, a slow build, um, but he's not coming in potentially to be um, a straight swap um, within the starting 11. Um, obviously, it depends on the fitness of Ward and Elder, um, but I think he'll be more of a, a competition for places. He's young um, and still got that hunger. Um, and he's shown that Forest Green that he can pull up uh, the trumps within uh, the EFL. So I'm happy... Um, with how he, he got on. It's just a case of uh, going from there. Pull up the trumps. Yeah. That's a that's a <laughs> phrase I've never heard before. <laughs> uh, let's hope whatever it means, uh, he can do it. <laughs> it sounds positive. That's Birmingham, that is. That's Birmingham. <laughs> um, so just looking at some other performers or some performers um, on Saturday, uh, Jamie, the player that impressed me quite a lot, and I, I posted about it on Twitter, was Max Bardell. Um, he played on right wing back. He played on the right side of a back three. I think he looked pretty good in both. I think he probably edged it a little bit at centre half. I think he, um, you know, he's not the most attacking player we've seen playing that sort of position, but he looked really good, didn't he? He, um, especially considering you know he's another one. He's suffered with injury. He's coming to the first team, and he's definitely made an impact. Yeah, and that's what we love to see. I think this time of year, we like to see those players making a step up, albeit over the last couple of years, we've not had as, as many people go and, and train with the first team on these camps or, or kind of pre-season. But yeah, I think he's he looks he looks good. He looks solid. Um, I think having Paul Warren around him and, and having the senior players will only you know bring him on as a, as a player. 
who knows if we're going to see him in the you know in League One in the league. Maybe we'll see him in the cup competitions, the Papa John's, or we might see him go out on loan and get some experience that way. I think potentially there's a couple there that probably need uh, a loan uh, move. Uh, the likes of you know Thompson. Um, Bardell, Radcliffe in the middle as well. He looks quite sharp and uh, and Brown up top as well. I think that there's a kind of a catchment of players and I think maybe one of them could stay and, and maybe fight and, and probably be that last spot on the bench. But then I think everyone else needs to probably go out or, or play kind of under 21s football to continue their growth. But yeah, I was, re- I was really impressed with him. Um, looks strangely like Sibley again. So we're going to have that whole thing of Harvey White, <laughs> Sibley, Max Bardell, anyone with blonde hair just looks like Sibley. So, um, yeah, I suppose there's that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, and Adam, I mean, something we've seen in the last two games is that link up between a lot of the younger players. And Bardell played well and, and JV picked up before we started recording. And Robinson also had a really strong game. Um, I think it's probably helping the younger lads, isn't it? That we've got a lot of them in the first team at the minute. They're sort of coming through together. They know each other's games already. It's, it seems to be playing a role in enhancing their ability, doesn't it? I think it's always handy when a, when a couple of youth players come through together. Like you said, the experience that they have playing with each other. Um, it's good that a couple of them have first team experience already, Thompson, Obviously played a couple of games for us coming off the bench mainly. Obviously he got the loan out to Scunthorpe last season. I think Darren Robinson's having a great start to pre-season really. His first sort of experience in around the first team. I, I agree with Jamie really. I think we're going to see a couple go out on loan. I think Liam Thompson, I know he's still only young, but I do. I saw someone mention this and I slightly agree. Maybe it's his not make or break season, but this is sort of the season where he really has to kick on. You know, we've seen him come into the first team here and there. He looked good. Under Rooney, I think it was, when he started to get some appearances off the bench. Went on loan to Scunthorpe. I know he, he didn't do too well there, in my opinion, from what I heard. Um, so, really, I think this season he's really got to grab his opportunities and, and really run with them because I think it's not make or break, but then as new young players start coming through and if Thompson isn't performing, he's, he's not getting any younger. I know he's still very young, but I just think really needs to kick on this season. He's looked good so far through pre-season, so... Mm. Liam Thompson can kick on because I know there's, there's quite a good player in there really well it's interesting and this is a great opportunity for me to you know flaunt my vast footballing knowledge because a few weeks ago we had a conversation about Liam Thompson and I remember explicitly saying I have a feeling in the future he's going to end up as a fullback right and <laughs> next game we turn up and Liam Thompson is playing at wing back and he actually put in a pretty strong performance as well um, Callum, I mean, I know we've obviously diverted slightly off the topic, but mm. he's he's a weird player, isn't he? I think, as Adam says, it is a bit of a make or break season for him. I think it's probably the same with Louis Sibley. Um, and, you know, I think a couple of the younger lads that are sort of getting towards 21, 22, this is the time where they need to break through because if they don't break through now, you can't see them having a future with the club. Is there anyone in particular that you think will have a breakthrough season this season? Uh, I think we've kind of touched on him in a couple of points. I think um, Darren Robinson is the one that stands out for me out of the lot. I think uh, he's just 
um, settled in very, very quickly um, into the first team setup. And I appreciate it's only pre-season, um, but I think he's just impressed me uh, that much. I think uh, Thompson did really well at wing back. Um, I do think Warren does like him. He puts a shift in um, and, and he's got a lot of energy, um, which is what Paul Warren loves. It's just where that fits in um, within the system. Um, because I think over the wing-backs that he's brought in, I can't see him getting in the starting position. So whether he's going to be a backup for that or or he looks into the, the central midfield, um, I just think the, the physique of him, bless him, um, just hampers him uh, in that sense. So so there is a couple of players um, that we can all touch on, um, but I think there'll be maybe one or two that will surprise us this year that might stay around the first team longer than we think. Yeah, well, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Um you know, we don't want to call back to our previous owner again, uh, but he wanted a 50% academy team, didn't he? So you never know if they all hit form at once. Um, one or two. <laughs> one or two would be perfect. And uh, we've got a comment from Graham Doyle, uh, who's part of the Irish Rams, who are a bunch of legends. Um, guys, is there any news on strikers? Uh, wish there was, uh, because yeah. that's that's a topic I've got written down. We might as well go on to it now. Um, I mean, Jamie, the only link that I've seen is, is Matty Godden from Coventry. Um, again, I think he'd be a fantastic sign. I think we spoke about it last week, actually. We need a striker, don't we? I think, you know, when we played Collins up top, and I'm desperate for Collins to succeed, we just look completely lifeless. I mean, I can't remember us having a chance apart from that fantastic overhead kick and the, um, you know, the shot from about 20 yards when they made a mistake. I can't remember us getting a, a proper opportunity at all. Um, I mean, we need a striker, don't we? That's as simple as that. We do, and I think we need a natural striker because um, I don't think we have a natural striker um, among the players there at the moment. We've got James Collins, who, for the life of me, I don't know what kind of striker he is, whether he's a poacher, whether he's off the shoulder, whether he's a target man. I don't actually think he's any of those. Colin Washington's coming in. Obviously, we know he works hard, but not a lot else. Mendes Lang, Barkhazen, not really strikers, not not really going to get you the goals that, that are going to fire you into the playoffs and, and kind of above. So, yeah, it's interesting to see what happens in, in that regard because um, I definitely think we're going to miss goals. And looking out there, I know, you know it's pre-season, it's Salfords, it's 40 degrees, whatever it was. Um, but I still looked at that squad and thought, who there is going to score over 10? Who there is is guaranteed to score over 10, 15 goals? Who's going to... Who's going to win us games? And sometimes it's not about working hard. Sometimes it's about a moment of brilliance. And yes, we had that in McGoldrick last year. Who It might not worked out for McGoldrick, even if he stayed. But I still feel we need somebody that's got the ability to grab a game by the horns, dig us out of some holes um, and score really when we're not playing well, because that will definitely happen. Uh, we're not going to, I've seen, you know, a lot of the bookies and a lot of people saying, you know, Derby are favourites, they're going to go straight up. And I don't think it's as easy as that. Mm. And I do think we are a couple of players short. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely asking the same question as that that comment there. When are they going to come in and, and who's it going to be? Well, that is the big question, isn't it? Um, and as we all know, strikers are the hardest things to recruit in football. Goals win your games, you know, they cost the most. Uh, the majority of the time um, and they're the hardest to identify. It's hard to get a, a striker in. Otherwise, we probably have one by now. Um, Adam, I mean, I was going to talk about it later. We might as well talk about it now. Jamie touched on um, the forward players that we have. And I think 
Nathaniel Mendes Lang's quite an interesting one because he sort of he played on the wing last season. He had a little stint at wing back. Um, you know, we seem to be playing a three four three at the minute, which suits him perfectly coming in off that right hand side uh, or coming in off the left. Uh, he, he played for Guatemala in the Gold Cup, set up two really good goals. Um, you know, he came back, been on the pitch about five minutes, scores straight away, did something that we've wanted from Collins for a long time, which is make that back post run, make the run into the box, you know, cause the defenders to to lose their man and, and score. I mean, I have a feeling that he could be a really big player for us up front this season. Um, I think playing in a forward position where he doesn't have to worry about defending quite as much and with someone like Washington doing the work around him, he could be quite good. And if he can replicate the finishing from the start of the season or start of last season, he could score loads of goals. What do you reckon? I think he he's going to get more goals than what he did last season. He had a good return last season. But then also with him making those back post runs, you mentioned that he might be in a bit more of a free attacking role than defending. I think it might be the opposite, really, with Paul Warren, especially with the mm. signings of Kane Wilson and Joe Ward, because them players seem like they're going to want to overlap a lot. And if we've got Mendes Lang in such a free attacking role, we're going to be very exposed down the right-hand side, um, especially if Paul Warren either adopts 4-3-3 or 3-5 at the back, however you want to view it with the wing-backs. Um, I think Mendes Lang playing up front is definitely an option towards the latter stages of matches in the season. I think with his, his pace and his skill, that could be a really valuable asset. And you mentioned the, the late back post run that he made. Horahan put it on a plate for him in that game against Salford. But I do I do agree that we, we need a, another striker. And me personally, I, I think we need an added injection of pace. I think we saw flashes of it last season with the younger players. And obviously they were only on loan and Masula and Dobbin with their added pace. It did really help towards the latter stages of games. And they complemented each other quite well when they played together. And I think I think we're not going to adopt a two-up-front sort of formation at any point this season. I think we will primarily go with wingers and one up front. But McGoldrick last year had pace and obviously couldn't run for 90 minutes. But he definitely had pace. So we just need that injection of pace with, with Collins's hold-up play. Um, I just, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, pace. mate, if, if if whoever we bring in has the pace that the person messaging you at the minute has. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 yeah, someone's typing it at lightning speeds. But no, I do agree. I do agree. I think pace is really important. We've not had it for a while. Um, you know, even when you think of when we were with Rooney, we had Plange up front. He wasn't rapid. Gazin Richards up front, he wasn't rapid. Waggon wasn't quick. Marriott was quick over about three yards, but he wasn't quick overall. I think we've we've not had a really pacey striker for a while. And that was probably partly why I was thinking Mendes Lang could be the answer there. But an out-and-out striker, as Jamie said, is is definitely needed. And Callum, I mean, we've spoken about people coming in. If we didn't bring a striker in, let's say we had to settle with what we had right now, who would be your front two or front three? Just like um, spot, mate. That's all. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> I'd probably go. Um, probably, if I was a two, I'd probably go James Collins and uh, Connor Washington. Um, I think you got two strikers there. If they're both fit, then you probably put them up top together. Um, if it was part of a three, then you're looking at like a, a Mendes Lang uh, Collins, um, and then I don't know uh, with the third um, because, as I say, we haven't got like. 
with how Paul Warren plays it, it's not really wingers. So you're normally looking at like one of the centre mids, maybe going into more of an attacking role, maybe a Sibley or someone like that. Um, because the emphasis is on the wing backs um in, in a in a Paul Warren system. So um I do think we do need more attacking options and by the sounds of Paul Warren's maybe thinking one or two um before the end of preseason. Um it's just how they shape up. Are they strikers? Are they attacking midfielders and creating midfielders? Um and are they full transfers or are we looking into the loan market at a championship club or a, a Premier League club? I don't know. Um this that's probably where you're probably going to get a young pacey um a player like a, a Dobbin or anyone like that. Yeah, and I, I do think that's true. And what I think is that if you're going into the loan market, especially for a striker, I I don't really like that. You know, I mean, I, I don't like it when when we have to rely on a striker that's coming from somewhere else. Because let's say we do go up, or you know, we do end up near the top of the table, we have to replace them again next season. And how many times do we, you know, have a season and have to replace them over and over again? So I, I, I know what you mean. I think I think we need to bring in a strike on a permanent, which I know is a lot easier said than done. Yeah, um, I, th- I think I think when you look at maybe um, like, like Aston Villa this season when they went up in the championship, they have Tammy Abraham from from uh, from Chelsea, and they've gone straight up, and they've then then they had to replace him like an Ollie Watkins and stuff like that but and and gone that way but I'm saying and that's a different entity to where we are but I think you're going to struggle getting that 20 goal a season striker maybe on a permanent at this level it's just a case of you just need a player that can do that and um wherever they come from whether that's on loan or or a free or a trans uh, or a full transfer because I mean some strikers that have gone round to the clubs in and around the market I mean Burton Albion have got Carl Stockton and he's bagged already within pre-season so um there are they are out there it's just trying to find them yeah yeah that is true although what i will say i was speaking to a, a tranmere fan the other day and he was yeah. saying that cole stockton was one of the worst strikers he's ever seen at tranmere like he, just, <laughs> he was so average and he had that one good season at Morecambe, and then he he wasn't too great last season so i think i i do agree it is it is weird you know you see the lights of burton bringing in someone that's you know, clearly a talented player, um, although my mate would disagree. Um, it makes you think, what are Derby doing? Uh, and it looks like Sam Smith's going elsewhere as well. And he's another one that people have mentioned as going to Derby too. So you've got to think that Warren's got a plan, haven't you? Or yeah. his his recruitment team's got a plan. We must yeah. have someone we want because I refuse to believe that we're going into um, next season with, you know, Collins and Washington as our, our front two. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. It's It'll be a weird one. Uh, Jamie, welcome back, mate. Where did you go? Oh, no. He's when frozen. he's still there. Yeah, <laughs> he's not back. He's not back. Um, right. Adam, I mean, there was a player that scored last week. Uh, he was involved in the goal this week. Um, and that is Ben Radcliffe, who Jamie called Daniel Radcliffe for some reason and got cooked <laughs> for it, deservedly, on, on Twitter. Um, I mean, you look at... And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ben Ratcliffe, he, he started for Burton. You know, we spoke about him last week. He looks like a player of real talent, doesn't he? Yeah, I think there's a maturity about how he plays. He took his goal very well at Matlock, albeit it was only against Matlock. No disrespect to them, but it's not the standard of opposition we're going to be coming up against uh, later on in the season. But... I think Ben Radcliffe does just look very mature and very composed when he plays. He has an old head on young shoulders, if you like, when he plays. And I think with some more first-team experience off the bench, like we're going to see with a lot of younger players, I think we could have a really good player on our hands. We did well to pick him up from Burn. I'm quite surprised they released him in the first place, but they do overhaul a lot of plays each summer. Mm. Um, I don't think think they wanted to. No, no, I don't think they wanted to, but I think we've got a great player on our hands. Hopefully can fill into those those sort of games in the in the Papa John's trophy in the League Cup mm-hmm. early on. Yeah. Uh, and we can test his ability in a in a first team environment, in a competitive environment early on. And I do think we'll see a couple of our younger players currently perform well go out on loan um to the top end of non league or league mm-hmm. two. I, I think that's gonna come in. Um so yeah I think I think we've got a good player on our hands. It just depends whether he can really perform in a first team environment in a competitive match. Yeah, well, let's let's hope he can. Let's really hope he can. Um, and to be honest, we're getting really close to the end of my list, dangerously close to the end of the list. We might have to actually think of topics soon, mm. uh, which is bad news. Uh, but a great topic to talk about first. Jamie, welcome back, mate. <laughs> Where have you been? Thanks. I'm having some internet issues. So if I go again, just forget about me. It's, uh, it's been painful over the last five minutes. <laughs> uh, can you tell we do this live and don't edit it? It's a uh, very, very <laughs> professional establishment, this is. <laughs> Um, but one thing that uh, we we all sort of spoke about is some of the team bonding that's been going on over the last week. I mean, I've been I think I've watched probably every single video over the last week. It's yeah. it's been class, hasn't it? Um, I like you know I was a big fan of the swimming one where they were towing an inflatable <laughs> like whale or something <laughs> like that behind them, and you know doing the running drills which seem impossible to win for the the chasing team and things like that. And team spirit seems really high, doesn't it, Callum? I mean, you know, that's one of the things that maybe the team could be criticised for last season a little bit was that, you know, when things started to go wrong, it didn't seem like they stuck together maybe quite as much as they could have. Do you think it will make a big impact? um, I'm uh, all for it. And I think it will make a huge impact because I think the way that Paul Warren instills it um, is very, very clever. Um, It's subtle. Um, It's making them do drills and and hard work. without them even knowing it, at making it fun. As I say, the swimming one, it just gave me uh, World Cup 2018 vibes with the, the <laughs> unicorn inflatable. So, uh, um, But no, I think when you look at um, every single player interview that came out um, over the week while they were there, it was just constantly praise of, of the Paul Warren effect and how he is kind of looking at uh, the, the, the team as more of like a family, a, co- a cohesion and... 
um, and Paul Warren's instilled it by making them do the uh, those um, those little video and, and chats and stuff like that when with, between players and stuff. And I said, I mean, the golf one just made me giggle. We, we could never give Max Bird camera ever again because the camera. <laughs> I don't think he'd ever take up uh, your your YouTube, uh, Adam, because uh, I think the way he was holding <laughs> it wasn't really vlogging material, was it? <laughs> no, it was funny though. Uh, it was funny. Uh, Jamie, what's been your favourite one? Course, cool, quite hard. I do like the the Kane uh, Wilson when uh, Warren obviously said what he said about thanks for <laughs> trusting us, and he was topless screaming woo. That was pretty. That was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I just have to echo what you said. I think the coverage out there has been amazing. Um, I've seen a couple of people say, "Oh, why are we paying money to watch friendlies?" But I I gladly paid that money yesterday to uh, to watch us, and that was for all of the content out in Spain. I think Rams TV are doing a fantastic job and. It's just nice to be able to see personalities and, and see people bonding. And if I'm honest, um, I don't know what you guys think about this, and I'm very strange with my ways, but I've really got to, well, I'm learning to love Conor Hurahan. I think last season I just saw him as a good player and I didn't see him a lot. I didn't see a lot else. But watching coverage of him recently, obviously he was captain yesterday. Um, you know, I can tell he really puts it in. He, he, he's got high standards that he also wants other people to reach as well so yeah um he's been he's been fantastic seeing him um on all those all those videos and yeah like like Callum says there you know having those I suppose deeper than football sessions where you're actually getting to know the individual by your size and going into battle with them and I think as much as it's important the physical and being able to run for 90 minutes is also really important to mentally be there as well and I think Paul Warren ticks pretty much all of the boxes with his team because I think I've been impressed with everyone that's spoken from his team as well from you know yeah. Richie Barker to the um the goalkeeping coach and the and the fitness coach as well so yeah it's all looking pretty good mm. yeah it is and Adam I mean Jamie's mentioned there he made a really good point about the players personalities and you know there's obviously the ones that you see on social media but aside from that you don't really see uh, anything you know, you don't see anything about them unless they've put it out themselves. All you see is on a match day. Um, and I think it, stuff like this goes a long way, doesn't it? To dispelling those sorts of rumours. You know what rumours I'm on about. You know, there was all the talk last season. Oh, Hurrihan, you know, he hates the whole team. They all don't get on. And, you know, when things go wrong, people instantly find a scapegoat of sorts. You know, someone that hasn't smiled in, you know, maybe 20 minutes on the pitch. And they're all of a sudden... <laughs> evil and and they get blamed and we see it every single year i mean we saw it with tom ince didn't we uh, the, another podcast favorite um we saw tom ince you know oh he doesn't smile enough but every single manager and every player had glowing praise of him so uh, do you think it goes a long way to sort of settling down supporters as well as the team yeah and i think also the coverage that rams tv have done in, in showing the players personalities it's it will be a snowball effect throughout the season and later on to I mean you look this we've got some we've got some great chance. You do wonder where some of them come from. Uh, the Aaron Cashin <laughs> one especially. Um, but the it, it's a trickle effect really with getting the fans behind the players and also, you know, in a, in every fan's eyes, football players are superstars, aren't they? They're almost your heroes and idols. But this brings them down to earth a little bit more is at the end of the day they are regular people just in a very special position and when you when you get to see their personalities a bit more you relate to them a bit more and 
I'm sure we'll see many more chants come out over the season, some great ones. And they, it will be because of the personalities that we get to see on show. And um, I think the coverage has been great, like Jamie said. And it just brings them to become a little bit more relatable to us all. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of us aren't professional footballers hiding away in our normal day jobs. Whoa, so whoa, it's... whoa, whoa. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Adam. Come on. <laughs> So, no, it is great to see the players' personalities and just be able to uh, almost connect with them, I would say. Mm. And I do think the uh, the penny challenge took everyone yeah. back down to earth, apart from Scott Loach, who just went, yeah, I'll do it in one, and then did it in one. Um, trying to roll a penny into a fork, which is very hard. I, I took me a lot of attempts when we did it at uni. Um, I think yeah, it was a Euro, so it probably would have been harder as well. Hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Max Bird certainly had a rough time, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, no, it looks like fun. Um, and Callum, I mean, we've spoken all about the positive effects of this. There will be a couple of players that will have missed out or will have missed out. You know, the likes of Joe Ward, Tom Barkays, and Louis Sibley is obviously injured at the minute. How will it affect them? You know, you see, you you can imagine it, can't you? All your mates go on holiday together, you know, go get really close as a group and then they come back and you're sort of on the periphery a little bit more. Do you think it could have a detrimental effect on them or will, you know, the rest of the team sort of bring them in when they're back? Yeah, I think I think it won't it won't injure them too much. I mean, if, um, Ward's obviously got acquainted to him um, already. Um, yes, they might have missed out on a couple of bits, but I'm sure they get caught up to speed um, with some uh, some stories and etc. And it won't take them long to embed within the the, the team and the unit. They'll probably have to. Uh, Connor Washington probably hasn't got really uh, on board with everything yet, because obviously with his injuries, he had to stay at Moor Farm, so he'll probably have to do his. Um, little uh, speech uh, uh, still yet to come, and that's when the the bonding will come. I think um, when it comes to these preseason camps, um, it's all about um, the, the the behind the scenes message. It's not just a case of we're just going on a holiday. Um, and mm. although we kind of get the little glimpses where they're playing a bit of golf, going a bit of swimming, um, doing a little bit of a morning run, the, there's a lot of hard graft there, and by the looks of it. Um, it, it, it took it out of them towards the end of the, the week um, because uh, there was parts of the Salford game where uh, there was a lot of uh, tired faces. So uh, mm. it was definitely not a, a holiday in Ibiza. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we saw that, didn't we, in some of the clips? I mean, some of the the running clips and and little mini games they had, um, and it sort of came to the end. They were like, right, lads, end of the time, and every single one of them, their hands were on their knees. And they were sort of doubled over just trying to, you know, get some air back in the lungs. And, you know, every single player, even the fittest players, even the young lads were were really feeling it. Mm. So, yeah, and you, you could tell, couldn't you? You could tell during that Salford game that a, a few of them maybe have run a, a few yards too many over the course of the week. But, I mean, Jamie, we've we've heard so many things about a Paul Warren preseason. It's hard to sort of discern what's what's fact, what's fiction. Um, everyone knows that, well, it's said that he kills the players. We've seen now that he does kill the players. Um, <laughs> one of the things that we've had a problem with for a long time is, you know, sort of players running out of legs at the end of the season. Do you think all this running in hard yards will have a positive impact? Well, you hope so. You hope it builds up natural natural fitness and, and players can go for longer. Um, but then on the, you know, the flip side of that, you don't want to see players falling down with injuries and, you know, getting three weeks into the season and having a, 
a long list of of treatments that's required for for players so i think they'll be careful i think you know in this day and age they know about workloads and and what's dangerous and what's not dangerous i think most importantly though i think the feeling that i got from watching these videos is it's not necessarily about the physical condition and you know running them into the ground it's also getting them to think about uh, it's a team sport and you know when you're struggling the person next to you is probably also struggling but you mm. both need to help each other and one of those comments that somebody made about you know what can what can your teammate do for you you've you've got to take his breath or i think it was something along those yeah. lines wasn't it yeah. um so it's like it's it's physical don't get me wrong but then again it's kind of entwining that mental aspect of the game as well um and there's so many positive things that come with that it's teamwork it's it's bonding it's learning you know maybe signs to know right you know cashin's been beat over 20 20 yards here and looks like he's struggling i need to do x y and z i need to work here or or whatever that may be so i think it all makes sense but yeah i mean we we don't want to be in that february time that little dip do we we don't want to see that again and i think if we are going to go and challenge and get what we need this year we can't really afford to have blips of a month you know six Mm. weeks or something like that so yeah. yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Warren's acutely aware of that. And I think he's doing all the right things. But my my worry, and I'll touch wood and I'll I'll say I just hope, you know, one of the key players doesn't get injured from from what we deem over overworking their legs. Mm. Yeah, James Collins injury had really derail our season now, wouldn't it? So yeah, Jake, make sure stop we, it. <laughs> make sure we keep the key players fit. No, he's scoring 30 this season, I believe. This is his year. Yeah. This year. Um, and Adam, um, I guess, you know, we've, we've spoken all about it. We've got a game Wednesday against Chesterfield. Um, all of the lads had minutes on Saturday. They're really tired. They're going into a game against a team that, you know, they've made some really strong signings, Chesterfield. They look like they're going to be a massive threat in the National League this season. Do you think that the lads will have what it takes to beat a, a possibly fully fresh Chesterfield team? Well, I hope so. We're in for a long season if we can't. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think obviously they've they've worked really hard on their fitness. So hopefully they're fully fit. Um, I think Warren might have said they're even close to match fit now, which is really good. Um, but no, coming up against Chesterfield, I think this is probably going to be our best test of opposition. I know Salford. Oh, we've lost Jamie. But I know right. Salford. <laughs> I, know, I know Salford will be up there in League Two, but I think Chesterfield... They're a promotion-looking side, so I think it's going to be a decently competitive game. I know Warren said Joe Ward should be back for the match, um, which is good to see. Um, and I think we're going to get to see players that are quite close to match fit. I know we've just talked about players. Are they going to be able to last till the end of the season? I think what's great is them having such a hard pre-season is that last season we spoke so much about them not really having a pre-season. Mm. So we could blame mm. all the legs running out. On the fact that we we had little to nothing of a pre-season, but now I've had such pre-season. Hopefully they they do have the legs for it. One of the only players I think I worry about maybe getting injured is Mendes Lang. Um, he's had such yeah. a short break and played a lot of mm. football in the summer break. Um, I think he might need a rest around Christmas time. But I think we're still going to bring players in, so um, hopefully we won't be overstretching anyone's legs. But coming up against Chesterfield, I don't know if Jordan Ibe's still on trial. Um, mm. I'd love to see him play. Um, former Derby County man but I think it's going to be a good competitive game against 
let's be honest, they're, they're pretty much league two opposition, aren't they? Um, top side with some good players. So I think we're going to put out quite a strong team and, and maybe play it almost like a league game in terms of our mentality for squad selection. Let's hope so, because I'm going to have to go straight from work to get there on time. So they, yeah. <laughs> they better work hard and make it worth it. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and Callum, I guess, to look after Chesterfield, we've got Forsyth Testimonial versus Stoke at the weekend. Massive game for him, obviously. Been here for 10 years. I know the game is, is such a boring fixture, like so boring. But I hope people come along just to show support to Fozzy because I think he's he's earned it over his 10 years here. Um, I mean, Stoke are a championship side. They seem to be lost in the depths of championship mid-table uh, in recent yeah. years, hence the boringness. Um, but, you know, can you see us getting a result and, and who are you looking forward to seeing the most? Um, I think um, it's going to be a, a weird fixture because, uh, as I say, when they came out, you're kind of looking in and going, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a, a boring on-paper fixture. It's nothing to set the world alight, but it's um, a good testing opposition that if we can get um, the recruitment in, um, that we probably pit ourselves against, obviously, if we're looking to compete at the top end of League One. Um, I'm more looking at it going, I just want the occasion to be as 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 great uh, as it can be for, for Craig because he um, deserves it. It's not just uh, an any, fix, uh, any fixture. And I think Conor Horan put it perfectly, if you haven't got a ticket, buy it because um, someone who spends this long at a club doesn't really happen now. Um, so I think when you look at it uh, from that perspective, um, even if, if you're looking at it going, oh, I'm not sure if I really want to go to that sort of game, um, are they just going to just pass it around and not really play just go for him um show your appreciation to him um but um but i do see us getting a result um of some uh some sort um i don't know about a win um but it'd be good to get back at pride park um i think that's the biggest thing as well yeah uh it will be nice to be back at pride park i think it's been a it's been a really long time hasn't it now yes yeah <laughs> Yeah, it feels like we haven't been there. I mean, we have, obviously, Callum, because, you know, we're both ballers and, you know, play that sort of <laughs> yes, arena. Yes, Adam, but, yeah, just, just, yeah, just have that tracing the fact. <laughs> yeah, have that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, it'll be it'll be nice to be back. And, yeah, let's show support to Fozzie and, and yeah. give, him, give him a good day because I'm sure it'll be emotional for him as well. So, yes, that'll definitely. be good stuff. Good stuff. Right, I want score predictions from both of you. Um, Chesterfield and Stoke, give me goal scorers. I'm going to say we beat Chesterfield 1-0. Uh, I think it's going to be a sunny Bradley header. He looked dangerous at the weekend after quite a strong debut. He looks aggressive. I like him. Um, and then for Stoke, I'm going to say one all. And it's going to be a James Collins deflected, left-footed, on-the-turn finish. Um, Callum, what do you reckon? Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 Chesterfield. Um, I'll go Collins uh, to get another one uh, for pre-season. And I'll go again. I'll back you on Bradley Header. Um, I think he's going to be class from set pieces. Um, and then ooh, Stoke, I think it'll be one all. Um, quite a, <laughs> I'm not really helping the fact that to, to go and buy a ticket. But yeah, one yeah. all. <laughs> buy a ticket with and, uh, we'll go, and we'll go Craig Forsyth to... Do uh, a twenty-five yarder shot from uh, from uh, from obviously going in towards the south stand for the one, maybe the final time because well I don't know if he's going to probably get on the score sheet this season. <laughs> you did lag for a second at the start, and I thought you said Owen Bradley to score. 
which I think would be the, why not? The best why not? It's preseason. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's quite as good in the air as Sonny Bradley, but no, um, no. similar players though. Uh, and Adam, yeah, what do you yeah. reckon? Chesterfield, I'll go three-one win. Barkhausen with a brace and um, the goal from James Collins, getting oh. getting some more confidence. James Collins' goals all round, and then <laughs> against Stoke, one-nil. Late on for Scythe, breaks into the box and hammers one into the top <laughs> corner. The windmill celebration or the Atlix pits high knees. What, what a time that would be. I'm, pu- I'm putting a plea now. If if Stoke are listening, anyone from Stoke, if he if if if, the, if it's a nil-nil and we're at the 95th minute, I want a full Villa versus Leeds situation where we just let him dribble and just go and pass it into the net. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, and he runs into a knee slide in front of the stone. <laughs> just a full Jamie Page. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I hope we're right. I hope we're right. Um, but right, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, you know, this has been a slightly shambolic episode, but we've got there. We've got forty minutes of great content out. Uh, I hope you've all enjoyed it. Um, if you did enjoy, I want to check out video content. You can find us youtubecom slash pod. We've been getting loads of interaction on there, which is class, and that's what we want. Especially for live, if you're live and have questions and want us to talk about anything, please let us know. Um, and other way round, if you if you're watching right now and you want to check out the audio stuff, it's on Apple Pods, Spotify, Ramstalk Podcast. You know where to find us by now. Uh, if you did enjoy, please do subscribe. If you're on YouTube, please do rate us. If you know you're you're on whatever you're listening on. Uh, it does genuinely make a huge difference. It pushes the pod out. We get more people involved. That's what we really want um, to build a nice community. And yeah, that's it. On to away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Two more games. Hopefully, we'll be back after two wins next week. So, cheers, lads. No worries. Cheers, James. Hi, Jamie. Yeah, hi. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.